It ain't the left side or the right side. Then it must be the fin side. Good evening, Dolphins fans. Welcome to another episode here of On the Fin Side with Kat and Paul. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Spreaker, iTunes, YouTube, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. I'm Brian Cat NFL. We also represent FinFanatic.com as well as the Fan Sided Network. We are 47 and a half hours away from the NFL draft, and Paul and I are going to have a dueling one-round mock draft, and then we're going to cap it off based on that first round by uh, with a seven-round Dolphins mock based on those picks. So we're going we're toe to toe. Damn it, going toe to toe, and we're going to take this here uh, and on draft day, we're going to keep score and see how many more picks each one got right here. So we're going to start here, and before we do, Paul, and I'll kick it to you to see if you have any last words before we start. Um, we are allowed two trades and two trades only in this dueling one round mock. And we're going to go pretty quick on that. Um, then after that, like I said, we're going to, we're going to do a dolphin seven round mock Paul. Yeah. And, and, and just so you guys know, those two trades, they don't have to be dolphins trades. They can be any trade in the draft here. Um, so if, you know, we want to take, say number four, and number five, have the Falcons trade to the Bengals and then the Bengals and Falcons trade back. That's two trades. It's stupid, but we can. Hey, Dolphins fans. This podcast is brought to you by Danette May and Mindful Health LLC, featuring Danette May's top superfood product from her Earth Echo Foods line, Cacao Bliss. Nothing feels better than being able to enjoy rich, smooth, creamy chocolate and knowing you are doing something good for your body. We start with 100% organic cacao beans that are naturally kissed by the sun, maintaining its miraculous health benefits. Then we blend it with turmeric, MCT oil, coconut, Himalayan sea salt, cinnamon, and black pepper for the perfect blend to make you feel the best you ever have. The result? Fall in love with a truly decadent, healthy, guilt-free chocolate, removing your cravings, facilitating weight loss, boosting your energy, and reducing your inflammation with one simple drink. Not only that, it is friendly to paleo, gluten-free, keto, vegan, and vegetarian diets. For the last eight years, we've been a leader in the superfoods market and are proud to have served millions of customers worldwide. We are offering up to 15% off when you use code MINUTE15 at earthechofoods.com slash minutemedia. Follow on social media at the Danette May and at Earth Echo Foods. Well said. And <laughs> Oh, uh, flowers. Also, How can we forget flowers? Yeah, we Eric Fla- yeah, we, we've got to talk about him real quick because it's big news. Uh, so Eric Flowers traded back to Washington. For the the Dolphins moved from 259 to 244 in the seventh round. That's not the big news, but they also save five million dollars on that. I like the trade. Now Solomon Kinley kicks into left guard. Robert Hunt kicks into um, to right guard from right right tackle. You would think either DJ Fluker or Jesse Davis, for the time being, would play right tackle. I'm a, I'm not surprised they traded Flowers. I actually like it, Paul. But the announcement of Robert Hunt. Moving from right tackle to right guard, I think for me is a little bizarre. I thought Robert Hunt played well at right tackle, and he was a college right tackle. Yeah, I uh, yeah, no, I'm with you. It's I know a lot of folks last year saw him playing guard before the season, and I remember saying like, no, I think he's going to be a tackle. So this this actually surprised me a little more uh, than him playing tackle last year for him to move into guard this year, uh, but. Again, it's. I don't think it's any type of coded message. They just have 
right now, not even counting at center, just at the four starting lineman spots, they've got five five non-center starters right now uh, for four positions. So, you know, that's after the Flowers trade. So, uh, you know, it's just a numbers game at this point. Kinley played well. He, I thought the, the line looked better with him in the lineup last year at left guard. Uh, I do like Flowers, but Kinley played better and is more of the long-term answer with a lot more upside. Flowers is who Flowers is. Yeah, and I'm not sure that D.J. Fluker isn't as good of a player in the starting lineup as Flowers is. They're the same type of player, that's for sure. So, yeah, I, th- I think it's a good move, and the question becomes now, um, is – has I've been saying for weeks, if not months – Penny Sewell's my number one guy on the board. And it's been it's been at least talked about. The door has been cracked open just a little bit. <laughs> Paul saying close it. Uh, I, I don't think they will draft Sewell in the first round. I don't. But I hope the strategy is. This is what I hope the strategy is. If Pitts and Chase are not there, they say, you know what, we're going to stay at six. And he is by far the best player on the board even if he's not the biggest need. That's my hope. I still think they position themselves to either take Jalen Waddle or Devontae Smith in that situation or trade down. Um, so we'll see how this first-round mock draft goes here, Paul. So we're going to do really five picks at a time to go right there. Not much explanation either. So, Paul, your first five picks, go right ahead. All right. Jacksonville takes in no big surprise Trevor Lawrence here. Uh, the Jets go ahead and take Zach Wilson, which leaves the 49ers with their little musical chair of Zach Wilson or Mac Jones with Mac Jones. Um, and then one of our two trades, we'll get to it right in my first five. Denver moved up from number nine to number four and took Justin Fields off the board. I think he's going to have a field day in that Denver offense with the players around him. And we rounded out at five. Closing the door firmly on your speculation with the Bengals saying, look, Joe, I know you want Jamar Chase. I know you love Jamar Chase. We like you still being able to stand halfway through the season, so we're going to take Penny Sewell. Uh, that would be a dream board for the Dolphins at six for you there. I, I've got a slightly murkier picture for the Dolphins here, and this is kind of a worst-case scenario. Number one, I've got Jaguars taking quarterback Trevor Lawrence. Number two, Jets quarterback Zach Wilson as well. Three, this is where we differ a little, quarterback Trey Lance from North Dakota State. I think that's where they go here. And just to expand on it for a second, is when they made the move up, I think they made the move up to get a star talent that they can't otherwise get. I, I don't see them just putting Mac Jones right in there, but it is between Mac Jones and Trey Lance right now. Number four, I do have the Falcons taking Kyle Pitts uh, and going away from the quarterback spot and going away from the trade down. Five, Bengals wide receiver Jamar Chase, which frankly leaves the Dolphins in probably the worst case scenario for them with the number six pick. I could not hate you more here because I'm taking Kyle Pitts at number six with the Dolphins. <laughs> you got you got Pitts and Chase there, so I hope the board looks like yours. I really and do. I, in what may be surprising to some, but really shouldn't be, uh, at number seven, uh, I have the Lions taking Jamar Chase. Uh, Dan Campbell, you have to remember, he was a tight end. He likes big, strong receivers, and Jamar Chase is a big, strong receiver. Uh, with Kyle Pitts off the board, yeah, 
Campbell could go defense, but you've got to you've got to think about where his roots are, and catching the damn football is a part of it. And and Jam- there's no one who has a bigger man card at the wide receiver position than Jamar Chase in this draft. He's not going to grab a little guy in Jalen Waddle right off the rip. He's not going to grab the guy that's a buck sixty in 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 a soaking wet you know gorilla suit. Um, he's going to grab the big strong receiver here, and the Panthers are laughing. And laughing and laughing that they stayed home at eight, even after trading to to get Sam Darnold. And Darnold's there slapping water bottles, pissed off and throwing things around the house as they take Trey Lance off the board at number eight. Uh, Up next at number nine, I've got the Falcons trading down again to load up on ammunition to be able to go get somebody in the future, but also still be able to grab some help for... um, Matt Ryan a little bit later on here. I've got the Falcons dropping back, and Miami is trading up and taking Micah Parsons ahead of the Dallas Cowboys at 10, who Sean Lee retired from this week. And then the Cowboys are pissed off at number 10, but they go ahead and they get a corner and get themselves some secondary help in Pat Sertan. Got it. So, yeah, that's... uh, My two trades are done. Your two (laughs) trades are done. You're, You're out. You're out there. So... Yeah, that, that no, that's that very well could happen. I think Jamar Chase is big value for the Lions there at six. Uh, yeah, so at number six, I'll utilize one of my trade downs too here. The board is not how the Dolphins like it. They trade with the Denver Broncos to go down to number nine. The compensation that they get, and this sounds like a trade that Chris Greer would make. The Dolphins trade the sixth pick and their third rounder to Denver for pick number nine as well as pick number 40 in the second round. So now the Dolphins have pick uh, 9, pick 18, pick 36, pick 40, and pick 50. And then they don't draft again until the fifth round. So they're going with quality over quantity here, and they're trying to really get five holes filled in in the first two rounds of the draft. So number six, the Broncos uh, trade up for quarterback Justin Fields as well. They just do it with a different team. So we both have the Broncos in a different trades at trade-ups getting fields. Number seven, that's where Penny Sewell comes off the board here. And Dan Campbell has his bookends with Taylor Decker and Penny Sewell, and they they can kick a Vitae into right guard. Number eight, J.C. Horn, a cornerback, goes above Patrick Sertan, and he gives the, uh, the Panthers a very athletic, big cornerback on the outside. Uh, number nine, the Miami Dolphins are on the clock, and I'm staying with my mock, my pick from the previous mock draft of what I think will happen, and that's wide receiver Jalen Waddell from Alabama at number nine. Um, number ten, we uh, we agree on this one, Paul. It's Pat Sertan, cornerback from Alabama. All right. So, surprisingly, on my mock board. Both Alabama wide receivers slid out of the top 10. And they are not going to last through the top 15. The Giants go ahead and they take Devontae Smith to really improve that offense up there and give them that receiving threat they haven't had since Chucklehead left for Cleveland. Um, The Eagles have been a receiver-starved team for what feels like a decade at times. Um, and they're going to go ahead and take Jalen Waddle off the board here, which has the Chargers completely ecstatic at number 13 to go ahead and steal 
Rayshon Slater to keep Justin Herbert upright a little bit more often. Um, and we'll go with a run on tackles here. Minnesota, they need some tackle help badly, and Christian Darisaw is sitting there on the board, and he's going to come off to, to the Vikings, which has me with probably the pick I hate most in this first round of the draft here. New England is finally going to get that wide receiver threat that they've been aching for uh, for a while now. And Rashad Bateman, who we talked a lot about the past in, in several of our episodes, um, including our, our 36 big board last night, is coming off the board to the Patriots, giving them that just crafty receiving threat that can get open and and really get some yards after the catch. Yeah, it seems like a Bill Belichick type player there with Bateman. I, I like him a lot. That would hurt hurt me to see him go there too. Uh, so my 11 through 15, I have the Giants reaching on a player. During Giants are one of those teams that don't care what you think about their board. And I've got them reaching a little bit, taking Aziz Ojolari, the pass rusher from Georgia. They've looked at Leonard Floyd uh, in the past years. They actually were traded up. Uh, the, um, the Bears traded up right ahead of them back in, I think, 2016 to grab Leonard Floyd. The Giants were going to take him. Uh, they've just never been in that spot to take a pass rusher. And this year, they're actually able to do it. So Ojolari at 11. Number 12, Devontae Smith comes off the board to the Eagles at wide receiver. And to move down, get a first rounder next year, still come away with Smith, just like you and you with your pick, Paul, with Waddle, a dream scenario for them. 13, I've got uh, the Chargers also taking Christian Derrissaw at left tackle. I think that would be a, a – or excuse, no, excuse me. I have them taking Rashawn Slater at left tackle. Just like you did, too. (laughs) You talked me into it there. 14, I'm going to utilize my second trade here, and it's not a trade with the Dolphins here. Uh, It is going to be with the Washington football team. Washington moves one spot ahead of the Patriots, who they fear is going to take Mac Jones, and they make him the selection there at number 14. Okay. In exchange for a third rounder. Um, Rick Spiel, excuse me, in exchange for a second rounder, the Vikings don't have a second rounder right now. So they, they move down, they get, they get the pick that they need there. Mac Jones is the pick. Um, they're at 14 and then 15. You never knew who, who the Patriots are going to, are going to take. I'm giving them a big versatile defender. Going to give them Zaven Collins linebacker out of Tulsa. Well, speaking of versatile defenders in, in, in a move that's going to make you cry, Kat, at number 16, surprisingly, he's still on the board. The Cardinals go ahead and they select J.C. Horn uh, to come in and play corner. Um, at 17, we all know Chucky. He doesn't care what anybody thinks. And, and really, the Raiders could use some help in the middle of that defensive line. Enter big big, big Christian Barmore uh, to come in and do all those devastating things you talked about in our previous show uh, for the interior D-line. The Falcons are finally going to make their selection here, and given the rumors about trading Julio Jones and given the fact that they could use some receiving help anyway, Elijah Moore, the wide receiver out of Mississippi, is still on the board, and they went ahead and grabbed him here. And thank you, Ignatius Cheese. I agree, guys. Hit that like button. Uh, at 19, the Washington football team makes their own selection, and they take a linebacker, which they could use some help on that side of the ball at linebacker, and take Jeremiah Owusu Koromoa out of Notre Dame. And then at number 20, a corner that I know we both like, 
Gregory Newsom out of Northwestern comes off the board to Chicago and gives them some help in that secondary. Very good. Um, so yeah, the let's take a look at what I've got here for uh, for sixteen. I've got the Arizona Cardinals reaching a little bit on a cornerback, Greg Newsom, cornerback from Northwestern. Um, uh, to, to get to get there they really need some cornerback help 17 you hit the nail on the head Paul Chucky and the Raiders don't care what you think they didn't care last year when they took Damon Arnett and Henry Ruggs didn't care the year before when they took uh, who was it Colton Miller was a reach who actually just turned into a good player what about Cleveland Farrell Cleveland Farrell uh I take back what I said the other day about biggest draft day shock ever it was Cleveland Farrell at four he hasn't turned into a good player either they they didn't care what you thought about carl joseph about jonathan abram when they reached on them as box safeties they don't care here either even with micah parsons on the board they go with jamin davis the rangy linebacker out of kentucky and the raiders do one of two things they either take really raw athletes that they can develop or they take finished products they don't take anywhere in between so that's why they take jamin davis at 18 uh, for the people that were upset with the first pick of Jalen Waddle, which I'm not looking at the chat for that very reason. I'm sure they were. Um, Micah Parsons falls to this spot because of the off the field issues. He is the pick here at number 18. Now it's, he could go anywhere in this draft. He could be worth trading up for. And like I said, the other day, if the dolphins had that opportunity to trade up for Parsons, I would be on board with it here with the way the board fell. They get lucky there at 18. Then at uh, pick number 19, the, uh, the let's see, Washington traded with the Minnesota Vikings. They take the offensive tackle Christian Derrissaw out of Virginia Tech. And 20, the Bears make a little bit of a reach. Wide receiver Terrace Marshall out of LSU to, to team opposite Allen Robinson to give them really two power forwards on the outside, which is probably what they need if Andy Dalton's going to have any success. So for me at 21, I think the Colts take a look back. We talked a little bit the other day about the days of Bob Sanders in their secondary, and I think they've been searching for somebody to be that guy uh, since he left. And I think they have a shot here with your guy, the number one safety on a lot of people's board, and that is Trayvon Morig uh, out of TCU coming in to be that back-end center fielder for the Colts' defense. Uh, I did contemplate some offensive players here, but again, it's he was just too good to pass up the way the board fell. Uh, at 22, this is probably one of my favorite picks that I made in, in round one based on how the board fell, based on how, you know, looking at the Titans, and I, and I apologize for parking here for a second, and I won't take long. The Titans have Derrick Henry, they have Ryan Tannehill, and then they don't have a lot of weapons at receiver other than A.J. Brown. Um, and A.J. Brown needs a running mate and somebody to help take some of the pressure off Derrick Henry. And that's where an exciting wide receiver like Kadarius Toney would make the, the Titans really fun to watch because they like to get creative on offense. And he's one of the best players you can have on offense to get creative with here. I mean, I can't wait for a Derrick Henry to Kadarius Tony pass, so long as it's not against Miami. Um, at 23, this is another pick that I absolutely hated to make, but the New York Jets took Elijah Vera Tucker uh, to really help solidify that offensive line in front of their new quarterback. 
they need to go very offensive line heavy in this draft. Uh, outside of center and left tackle, it's, you know, three tumbleweeds uh, in, in front of uh, Zach Wilson here. So they needed to get somebody like Elijah Vera Tucker, who also gives them flexibility later on to go either guard or tackle, depending on who's there when they pick next. Uh, Dolphins fans, please do not destroy me for this next one with Pittsburgh. But Pittsburgh takes Mr. Najee Harris off the board at 24. And then Jacksonville, who already got Trevor Lawrence, could use a little bit of pass rush help. And Quiddy Pay would be a fantastic fit in that Jacksonville defense. All solid picks there. And, yeah, there, there's a lot of talk with Najee Harris uh, going to Pittsburgh and them taking a lot of time looking at running backs there too. So jumping back on my list here, uh, 21, I've got the Colts uh, taking the risk with Jalen Phillips at the defensive end spot. Uh, for a, if, you, if you can get him with how he played in 2020 – team him with DeForest Buckner on the defensive line. You can really set the tempo there up front uh, in Indianapolis. 22, a little bit of a reach because the the Titans are a team that does reach a little bit too, and they have a need here. Asante Samuel Jr., the cornerback from Florida State, comes off the board. Uh, Projected really in that second round area, but I think he can take over for what they were looking for out of Odori Jackson before they, they cut him and didn't want to pay him $10 million. Then 23, the New York Jets need offensive line. They've already got their quarterback. Here they get Quiddy Pay uh, coming off the edge at defensive end, which you know we think he's a little overrated. So, uh, it, you know, that'd probably be music to both of our ears on that one. Uh, 24, I did go with Najee Harris, too, at running back. Uh, 25, Jaguars, surprised to see Christian Barmore here on the board uh, from Alabama. He comes in there and really gives him a space clogger inside. So, at 26, another Dolphins potential target comes off the board, but this time to the Browns. The Browns have a lot more talent than people realize, but they could really use a little bit more edge uh, help to, to rush the passer here. And that's where Jalen Phillips comes into play. Uh, I think he would thrive in the Browns' defense. And then the team that terrifies me the most in the first round now at this point because of their two picks and where they're at and what they need and, and the type of players that they take. The Baltimore Ravens take a player that I really like off the board here in Terrace Marshall to be that receiving threat for Lamar Jackson um, moving forward. They love their weapons, and he has tremendous upside. Um, after that, I've got the Saints taking Nick Bolton. They could use some linebacker help, and he's one of those guys that flies all the all over the field and really seems like a Sean Payton type of player. Um, Green Bay finally decides to give Aaron Rodgers some receiving help in Rondale Moore, who slid a little bit on my board. And then, I hate this pick too, uh, Buffalo gets a corner to pair with Stephon Gilmore. Or not Stephon Gilmore, Jesus. Um, Tredavious uh, White. Could it, yeah, Tredavious White. Once he's healthy and Caleb Farley. Um and that gives them a scary corner tandem up there in Buffalo. Uh, after that, oh, nope, it's, it's you again. Well, I'll save my last two. No, 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 go ahead. Bring, bring, bring it home there. All right, Baltimore goes ahead and replaces their tackle as well here uh, and drafts Tevin Jenkins out of Oklahoma State. And then Tampa Bay, the rich get richer. They could still use some corner help, um, and that's where Asante Samuel Jr. comes off the board. 
Okay. Okay. Solid first round there. And I'll go ahead and, and go 26 to 32 here. Um, let's see here. So at, at 26, I've got the, the Browns uh, taking defensive end Jason Oway from Penn State gives them, gives them uh, the ability to, you know, really move on from Jadavian Clowney after a year, but give him a great three-man rotation opposite Miles Garrett for the time being. 27, such a Baltimore Ravens pick. Just uh, same guy that you had at 31. I've got him taking Tevin Jenkins, the tackle from Oklahoma State. What a surprise. They sit there in the 20s. Somebody falls to him at a perfect need position. Um, 28, uh, cornerback, a little bit of a reach too, but I think there are going to be a lot of cornerbacks just like this last year forced up the board because they're so hard to find, and it's a premier position. Saints draft Kelvin Joseph, the cornerback from Kentucky, who has a lot of upside but very raw. 39, the Packers – uh, everybody's waiting for Green Bay to finally give the people what they want, draft a wide receiver, and they're not going to do it. <laughs> they're gonna, they can't believe Elijah Vera Tucker is here at the guard spot. Uh, he can play guard. He can play tackle. They Who need. They I apologize. I missed. I missed who you went. Uh, Elijah Vera Tucker. Gotcha. Here at twenty nine, can play guard. Can play tackle. He's going to start somewhere along that line. They love versatility there in Green Bay. And David Bakhtiari has the short arms. It worked for for them. It worked. It worked for him in Green Bay. Um, you know, could work. Could work for Vera Tucker as well. Thirty. The Bills also go cornerback here on my board. Reach on a player, Tyson Campbell out of Georgia. Um, oh. Somebody who is jumping on up on boards a little bit has the physical traits. Has never quite put them all together, but what play, better place to do that than in Buffalo, opposite Tre'Davious White, and in that secondary. Thirty-one. The Ravens get an electrifying player. Uh, Kadarius Tony uh, is is at that spot, and you know they need something out of the receiver position. They need somebody just to make yards after the catch, get them out in space. That happens here. Thirty-two. Jeremiah Owusu Koromora to the Bucks falls to the last pick. He's been compared a lot to maybe a smaller, faster Levante David, and Levante David's uh, on the wrong side of thirty. Could see an heir apparent there. So. That's going to do it for our breakdown of the, of the first round there, Paul, before we get into our seven-round Dolphins mock based on this. We're not going to recap every pick, but why don't you go ahead and recap what you did for the Dolphins there in the first round? Yeah, I went ahead and I grabbed Kyle Pitts at number six. The board fell the way I was hoping it would. Um, and then Miami made a trade up to number nine, giving up a future second rounder. I, I did contemplate 81, but I think that – the Falcons want to build for now but start setting up for the future because they've got a number of aging players that they're not quite ready to part with yet. Uh, so I went with the second rounder next year uh, to move up to number nine and took Micah Parsons. Future second rounder to move up from 18 to nine. Hmm. Okay. I, I thought, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Maybe they do take that because they are setting yeah. up in the future. I, I don't know. I debated it, um, you know, and I debated 81, um, but, you know, end of the day. Oh, and I had a seventh on there, too. I apologize. Gotcha. So. Well, hey, that changes everything. Never mind. I know, right? It's just a little, you know. All right. All right. Well, all right. So, sounds good. So um, let's go. In my Dolphins mock, I had the Dolphins trading for, again, what we think we would do here, what the Dolphins will do. I have them going from six down to nine, and in doing that, they're able to move from pick 81 up to pick 40. So they move from the early third round 
to the fourth round uh, there. So um, because of that, now here we look at the rest of the draft. A lot of talent left in the second round here. So, Paul, you've still got picks 36, 50, and 81. Uh, who did you go with uh, there at pick 36? At pick 36, I, I, I agonize over this a little more than some people probably would. But uh, I, I went ahead and I took Javante Williams off the board. Um, it's Najee went in the first round. Uh, I have no qualms about taking Javante, but I also am not as low on some of the other running backs in this draft that'll be there later on. So it's not a, it, it's not a detriment to Javante. It's more so a compliment to some of the other running backs here. Uh, at number 50, I took probably the sexiest pick in this draft, the belly. Quinn Miners himself is now a Dolphin, and their offensive line looks a heck of a lot better this coming Sunday than it did this past Sunday with Miners plugging that middle um, for the Finns. And then at number 81, I did wind up taking another receiving threat in Jalen Darden out of North Texas, who is such an exciting player to watch and really is further down draft boards than he should be. Got it. So you've those are your three picks there. So Paul uh, comes away in his first five picks here in the first three rounds with um, with Kyle Pitts, a tight end out of Florida, Micah Parsons, linebacker from Penn State, Javante Williams, running back from North Carolina, Quinn Miners, center from Wisconsin Whitewater, and Jalen Darden, the wide receiver from North Texas. Solid, solid draft there. There's no doubt about that. So uh, this is going to be a little boring here then because uh, my next two picks are Javante Williams and Quinn Miners. So uh, we didn't talk about it before the show, but uh, at 36, Javante Williams, they take off the board. They don't wait any longer. Um, at four, at pick 40, the pick they got from the Broncos in the trade, they take Quinn Miners there, so up that position. So now they come away with pass catcher, edge linebacker, running back, center. But instead of having pick 81, I still have pick 50 in the second round. And again, thinking of what the Dolphins might do, they they like offensive tackles that, that have the size, have the traits that they can coach up. And that's why the pick is uh, offensive tackle James Hudson out of Cincinnati. Somebody who has a you know, he's a, he came to the University of Michigan as a defensive end, just switched to offensive tackle here over the last couple of years. Incredible traits for the position, just hasn't quite put it all together yet. I think that they could look at him as the right tackle project for Austin, uh, the right tackle project similar to what Austin Jackson is at the left tackle spot. Um, they And now you've, you've got a future offensive line of Austin Jackson left tackle, Solomon Kinley at left guard, Quinn Miners at center, uh, Robert Hunt at right guard, and James Hudson at the right tackle spot. And you've also got uh, Jesse Davis backing up um, uh, and Michael Dieter backing up those five offensive line positions. So that does yeah. it for day two there, Paul. Re real quick as well, um, a lot of our folks in the chat said that they just got a bleacher report notice that uh, the Dolphins prefer Waddle over Chase. And I want you guys to think about what you just said there. It's a bleacher report notice that the Dolphins leaked that they prefer Waddle over Chase. Uh, there is so much misinformation flying around, particularly this week, that I wouldn't full-blown put stock into it until it happens. Uh, but it, it's, it's And if Pitts is there, it may be a moot point. A year ago, most people thought the Dolphins were drafting Herbert over Tua, and... 
I'm, I'm not even going to comment further on what that might look like now. Uh, I, I still have a lot of faith in Tua, but that's what was being talked about last year. And there was also talk about the Dolphins possibly, if, if it wasn't Herbert, uh, taking an offensive lineman. So, yeah, they're, the Dolphins are good at managing that disinformation, too, and leaking it out to the right people. So, I don't know. I haven't seen the article or anything. I don't really believe anything this week, and that's why I'm so happy that the draft is just 47 hours away. Can't wait for it. Um, so, Paul, uh, after those first five picks I had, I don't have another one here until the fifth round, and you don't either. So, when you get down to the fifth round, the player that I still see there is Pittsburgh safety DeMar Hamlin who is a, a Brian Flores favorite during senior bowl week. Uh, somebody that I think could immediately be the fourth safety take over for Clayton Fedulum at that spot plays just fast enough for six forty speed, but you don't have to be blazing fast to be a free safety in this defense. If you have the instincts and the awareness, Hamlin certainly has that um, there. So who'd you go with there in the fifth round? I went with a safety, but I went with a different one. Oh, Possibly the one with one of the most fun last names in the draft. Somebody we talked about extensively on, on our, our safety preview the other night. And that's Divine Diablo, the safety out of Virginia Tech, that who's got a little bit of that tweener size and a lot of speed and can come up and play the run, but also can do a lot of things downfield as well. And I think he'd be a lot of fun in this Brian Flores defense that already picked up Micah Par- Parsons earlier in the draft. And it wouldn't surprise me if they listed him as linebacker on down the depth chart because of that size, 6'3", 230. Uh, ran a four four three. I mean, that's those are tools to play with, there's no doubt. And if you've got Parsons and Diablo there, linebacker, good luck, Sam Aguavon and Calvin Munson making the team again. That's That's all I've got to say to them. <laughs> so uh, two seventh round picks. The Dolphins made a major move up in the seventh round from 259 to 244. They also pick uh, earlier in that round too. So uh, I went with um, defensive end Josh Kando out of uh, Florida State, a big hulking defensive end. And it doesn't bring a whole lot else to the table except for the ability to set the edge. And um, I, I think he's somebody that that could really make the roster there. Uh, you know, maybe even challenge Jason Strober for some playing time if he can get on the field quickly. Finally, um, I have them taking a center guard and with the final pick of 244, Michael Manet, who I've mocked several times here from Penn State. I think he's very technically sound. What you see is what you get type of player. And that's going to be the, my final pick there in the seventh round. And for me, I've just got the one. And it's Shamar Jean Charles, the corner from Appalachian State, somebody we both like, who for some reason is is ridiculously low on draft boards out there, and I think can come in and serve a role immediately. Got it, got it. So again, uh, Paul, you repeat your mock in a, in a second here. Mine from one from the first round to the seventh round. With the first pick, I've got the Dolphins trading down from six to nine, taking wide receiver Jalen Waddle from Alabama. Then Micah Parsons falls to pick 18, and the Dolphins take him there. At pick 36, the Dolphins take running back Javante Williams. Um, at pick 40, which was acquired in the trade down from Denver, Dolphins take center Quinn Miners from Wisconsin Whitewater. At pick 50 in the second round, Dolphins take C- Cincinnati offensive tackle James Hudson. Fifth round, 
they take Demar Hamlin, the safety out of Pittsburgh, seventh round, Florida State defensive end, Josh Kando, and center Michael Manet out of Penn State. All right. So for me, at number six, the man himself, Kyle Pitts, is entering Dolphins legend ter- territory, followed at number nine by Micah Parsons, the all-purpose, all-tool linebacker from Pennsylvania State. And then Miami answers their running back room with Javante Williams at number 36, followed by the guy he's going to follow right up the field in number f- at pick 50 in Quinn Miners. The big belly uh, comes in there. And then just a fun, exciting wide receiver, Jalen Darden at number 81 out of North Texas, followed by Divine Diablo, the safety from Virginia Tech. And rounding out my list, we've got Shamar Jean-Charles, the corner out of Appalachian State. Very good. Yeah, and it's be interesting to see how much of this happens. I can't wait for us to be there, and we hope you all are there with us too on draft night, first night and second night. We might even pop in on the third night. I don't know. I, you know, we'll 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 see how we're feeling. I'm going to pop on here at some by point. D3. I can promise you that. I may have to. I don't know. I, I'm not going to say anything. You know, I'm just, I'm not going to promise uh, what I, what I'm not sure I can deliver. Uh, no, we'll see. We'll see. Um, Paul, I'm surprised you didn't take Richie Grant or, or Carlos Basham, but wait, we're doing this based on what we think the dolphins will do. They could take either one of those guys, but yeah. Um, I, uh, I, I, I think both of us had really solid drafts here. Any other, any last words here before we wrap up our final NFL draft preview show. We've been going at it for four months. We hope you all have learned a lot here and we've enjoyed spending all this time here with you. No, I, for me, it was tough to not take boogie at at 36. It was tough to not trade down from 18. And if I hadn't traded up from 18, I probably would have traded down um, and, and try to accumulate a little bit more. So maybe I could grab a Richie Grant or a boogie Basham. Given the fact I got Divine Diablo, um, I think they could find ways to make him work in this defense. And so if I were to get Divine Diablo, I'd probably prefer to get Boogie Basham. If I couldn't get Divine Diablo, I'd probably prefer to get Richie. I mean, uh, it's a tough call. I mean, I I love both of those players. But end of the day, you know, it's very much a scenario that there's a lot of ways the Dolphins can go right in this draft. And I think that's something we both showed today. Um, you know, it's and because and, you and I had very different drafts, even though we had some of the same players. And I think both drafts make this a much better team in different ways. Um, you bet. So, yeah. And, guys, click that like button. And, you know, I, I would say, yeah, with, with the picks the Dolphins have accumulated and given that they won 10 games last year and they're one of the youngest teams in the league, there's very little that they could do where I'd say, oh, man, that was just awful. Uh, I could be a little underwhelmed. Uh, I, I think I'd be that way if they stood just stayed at six and took Jalen Waddle or Devontae Smith. I just, man, I wish J- Jamar Chase or Kyle Pitts had fallen to that spot. But that would be about it. So that's going to do it here for our breakdown of our dueling one-round mock that we're going to also keep score of on draft day here on draft night during our draft party. So um, also, uh, guys, see, I'm losing my train of thought here in the last one. So past bedtime again. So uh, uh, 
no it's so be sure to follow us on facebook twitter itunes on the fan-sided network as well as finfanatic.com follow me brian cat nfl on twitter paul is fanatic underscore pick and if it's not on the right side and it's not on the left side it is on the fin side without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running everything would suddenly stop hospitals factories schools and power plants they all depend on you no matter the weather emergency or time of day you're the ones who get it done at granger we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies count on real-time product availability and fast delivery Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.